Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back, everyone. It is now 10.07 here at WCCO. I'm your host tonight, Geraldine Steele. The name of the show is uh, <laughs> Steel Talking, but because my son and I have such a great time, it's been about 16 or 17 years now that we've been working together for the Mom and Michael Hour, and he's here with us tonight. Hi, Michael. Well, hello. You know, it's funny. I think <laughs> is it 16. I think it's been 13, 14, but who's counting? Who's counting? No, I'm counting. What's wrong? Am I, am I wrong? Did I skip something? <laughs> Huh? No, I, th- what? I think it's been 13 or 14 years, but you know what? Are you trying I, to say I, I'm forgetting things? What are you trying to say? No, I didn't say that. You said that. <laughs> I asked the question. I didn't say that. I asked the question. And Jonathan, uh-huh. do not chime in, okay? Okay? There you go. <laughs> Sorry, as Michael's uh, attorney, I must uh, object. Object to the court. <laughs> My client has nothing to say on this matter. Nothing to say on this matter. Please defend. Oh, oh. Nothing the attorney should shut up. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Hey, Michael, we talked about Black <laughs> Adam last time, and um, we didn't really get to put much into it, but I've been hearing that people love this piece. And when you and I talked, you were saying, oh, you know, it was, it was good, Mom. It was really good. But, you know, I, I don't know. There's been talk on both sides, but I think it's doing really well. Am I right? It's doing exceptionally well. And now, now that we have a bit more time, I want to go back to the first thing I was saying about Black Adam, which was the Rotten Tomato score, because I think last weekend and today, it still tells the story of what the conversation is around this movie. Um, so Black Adam starring The Rock, of course, came out last weekend, was a really, really strong opening. Actually, The Rock's biggest opening for a film that doesn't have him in an ensemble. Of course, he's in all, all, all the Fast, Fast and Furious films, even Hobbs and Shaw. He's been in a bunch of movies with him and like other big stars, but just him as the lead, this was, this was his biggest opening to date. But back to Rotten Tomatoes. The tomato meter, which is the score of all the official critics that, that, that contribute to Rotten Tomatoes, is 39%, which means mostly rotten. They hated this movie. Uh, the audience score, which of course is the score of those that, that contribute who are 
um, people who have seen, just seen the film, everyday people, is 90%. Now, this happens sometimes with big films that uh, usually with tentpole films, you know, where they're really meant to be a crowd pleaser, where critics won't like it too much, but audiences will give it, you know, 70, 75. But to see that huge uh, uh, of a delta, that huge of a disparity from 30, 39% critics to 90% uh, audience tells the story because that's the truth of the matter. Is this film technically good? No. Is the acting technically great? No. Is the writing, the character, are any of the elements that would normally culminate into a compelling good movie there? Not in a hugely strong way, no, but for some reason, the end result of this often contrived superhero film is this wonderfully fun experience. I enjoyed it from beginning to end. It is an absolute blast. The, the, the visual effects are amazing. Barack is great. He's hilarious. The characters are likable. Who? The story Who is that last name? The, the, Who did you the, say? The, the Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Oh, The Rock. I'm sorry. I thought you said Barack. No, no. I mean, that would make the film even better. Um, right. But, <laughs> so it's... It's really fun, and I, I went to go see it with Joey and one, one other friend, and we all went in going, well, this is going to be terrible, but let's go see it because we finally have a big-budget film to go see in theaters on a big screen and a big, comfortable seat. And at the end, we all leaned forward and went, I didn't hate that. Like, you, no, I didn't either. I, in fact, I think we liked it. I, I liked it, too. Everyone <laughs> in the theater was like, we applauded at the end. It is really fun. So, as I said before last time, ignore... I mean, as a critic, ignore the critics <laughs> because they right. are largely wrong. If you like superhero films, uh, wh whether that be DC or Marvel, uh, you're going to enjoy this film. And and again, DC superhero movies have historically been terrible. Uh, there's right. only been about two good ones, uh, and this is a spinoff. Uh, uh, this is a spinoff from Shazam, which is one of the two good ones that they have made. So I'm not surprised it's it's still top top of the box office this weekend. Um, and if you haven't seen it, check it out. Yeah. And, you know, it's grossed about $250 million. But here's the question. If it cost somewhere in the range, I think their budget was 195 to $200 million. Do I have that right? I think that's what uh, it is, 195 to... to $200 million. So if they made $250 million, are they in the hole? Or, I mean, they've got a little bit, you know, to hold on to, but not much. They're in the hole. <laughs> so... Uh, uh, you know, about half of box office receipts are going are, are, are going to the to the theaters themselves who are putting the film in theaters and who are displaying it. And of course, the as I always talk about with you, the P and A, the advertising mm -hmm. budget is going to be enormous on, on a film like this. And this film was everywhere. I mean, they really pushed this one. So on a on a film with a budget this high, you can assume that the advertising budget was in some cases half of the production budget. Um, so no, they're going to need to make about, you know, three plus times their, their, their production budget to actually, uh, make a profit on this. But what I just described to you is the old school model where films would make most of their money in theaters. But of course now with streaming and people still watching content at home, the, the, the ROI on a film like this isn't always just box office receipts. It can also be how many eyeballs it draws to, to a streaming service, how, how many more people sign up for HBO Max just to go see this film and to watch it at home with their family as opposed to seeing it in theaters. That can be more, more of a long-term uh, ROI than just a, a, a person in a seat in a theater if they sign up for HBO Max and, and sustain that long-term. 
Yeah, you know, there have been articles written about young people not, you know, into all the streaming as much as they were, of course, during the pandemic and the year after. But, you know, they're saying that some of them are just saying, nope, too much, too much. I'm, I'm ready to do something else. Are you hearing that as well in California? Not at all. Um, and I would love to hear where those, those people feel like young people are going. Because, of course, young people are on TikTok and in some cases, Instagram. Uh, rarely Facebook, rarely Twitter. It's usually uh, the, the, those newer social platforms. Um, but the shows that, that young people are watching aren't on broadcast television still. So if they aren't streaming, then they're doing something else where the content on streamers is still being advertised. Um, okay. So if you're on TikTok and, and that's where you watch most of your content, every streamer, every studio in town is pointing marketing dollars towards you to make sure that you go back to that streamer and watch, you know, one of their new shows coming out. So uh, at, the, at the end of the day, when they are watching long form content, it is on a streamer. Okay. So I think China owns TikTok, right? Am I wrong? It's a question that I'm still, because they did. And then Trump was like, you have to get rid of it. And then Biden was like, yeah, you have to give it to us. And then Microsoft was going to buy it. But then I heard that they were buying it, but then China would still own it. So now I'm completely confused as to who owns it and who owns, who owns all the data and all the faces that TikTok has collected over time. I don't know. Yeah, I'm reading about that. It says um, Byte Dance or Bit Dance, B-Y-T-E. Uh, the news It'd be eventually... Byte is B-Y-T-E, yeah. so it's Byte Dance. I know that. Oh, okay, so the news aggregator eventually became Byte Dance. Byte. And now valued at around $360 billion, according to PitchBook, and owns TikTok. It's Chinese sister app, Douyin, and various education and enterprise software ventures. So that's back in September, late September of 2022. I, I, okay, so it still doesn't really say that China owns it. So, so it says the article the I'm looking at is that ByteDance is Beijing based. So I'm okay. assuming that it's still under Chinese control. Control, right? And right. I, I wonder but, but that control. Sorry to interrupt. That's the key question because the last thing that I heard was that that Microsoft or, or some other U.S. company would purchase the company, but that ByteDance would still retain rights to access the data that they already have. There there was some split between control versus data ownership versus, you know, legal access to IP. And that's where I'm really confused because there's nuances to this deal that I think either uh, aren't aren't being discussed or more likely I just haven't uh, dove deep enough into this to learn exactly what's happening with ByteDance and and Microsoft and TikTok. So I found uh, a Reuters article from last year, from last September, and the headline is uh, Microsoft CEO says, failed TikTok deal, strangest thing I've worked on. So that uh, unless they restarted it, the the deal that Microsoft was making to buy it failed. But then, so then you have two presidents both saying that we can't have a Chinese company having that kind of access to data and having totally. all of our youth on the app. So I'm, I mean, obviously too, too late, yes, but I'm still wondering then what is the action here? What happens? Is it just China's just going to keep learning all of our faces or, or what's going to happen? So I, this is obviously a thing I need to dig into more and learn more about where we are in this challenge. Yeah, there's been some concerns about TikTok since its inception. And now they're saying that they are, 
you know, misusing in some ways. Uh, that's not the words that's in the article, but, you know, that's what I'm saying. Misusing um, some of the access that they have to the unite to our country. And my concern is, what does that mean for us? And I haven't seen an article yet. Have you, Jonathan, that says, okay, what that means to Americans when someone is taking over your content and following you, knowing more about you? I mean, it's it, there have got to be tons of them out there. I haven't stumbled across any, but that's one of the big things that not just with TikTok, but Meta with with Facebook and with Snapchat, Instagram, this whole thing with Elon Musk and now him purchasing Twitter. Uh, there's there's all Finally. this this <laughs> this skepticism and this fear and this anxiety. That anything that has a big technological footprint, a big social media footprint, is doing more than just selling your information to these companies that will send you ads based on what you look up on Google. Um, No, no, I, I disagree. I think Americans are very, very clear that these apps and the corporations behind them steal every ounce of our data that they possibly can to, and, and, and use it for whatever their needs. I mean, Snowden is still in exile right. because he <laughs> yeah. told us exactly what the NSA was doing, spying on us through everything, our cameras, our microphones, and no one reacted. So America, we're, we're clear, oh, you're going to spy on all of our things and have all of our data, but as long as it's American, I guess we don't care. I, Weird. I, but, I, but when it's a foreign entity, then suddenly then we have an issue with it. I think that you can be aware of it and you can have a sense of, well, there's really nothing I can do about it other than maybe leave the services. So I think, I think there's still an anxiety there with, uh, with some people, not, not everybody, but some people, I think there's still an anxiety. And I think that's why you've seen declines in some of those, those apparatuses. That's why you've looked at Twitter and, and Elon Musk overpaid for it you know they're they're saying that he well overpaid for the value of that company and i think that's because they're looking at people that are skeptical of the whole thing and basically leaving it behind or not checking in on what they they have out there and so that when you're not checking in on it you don't have as much ad revenue coming in you don't have as much uh, ad connection to all the people that are using it more on a regular basis so, yeah, but so he same. was saying that, that. Sorry, go ahead, Mom. No, you go ahead, honey. I was going to say Elon Musk in part overpaid because he he didn't have the full truth about how many bots were on Twitter. I, I believe that was one of the things he was saying. But right. people leaving Twitter is more uh, of a difference in how people of different ages use social media than it is people leaving because they're scared or skeptical. We've still seen t- Twitter being at the center point of. Uh, uprising and, and, and change in various countries around the world and, of course, here in America uh, in 2020. So it still has power, but it's just not used in the same way as, let's say, TikTok, uh, where young people are there exercising um, social media in a way that you simply cannot physically do on Twitter. So the shift is because of how one can interact with the content, because of how younger people are, are interacting with social media. It's not a young person saying, I'm skeptical of Twitter, therefore I'll go to Facebook's other company, uh, Instagram, instead of going to Meta, and I won't text somebody, but I'll use WhatsApp, even though Facebook owns that too. So it, it's all really it's the same few companies involved. It's just uh, youth and interaction shifting. 
Yeah, I read not long ago that, um, yeah, he had to, you know, just bite the dust and do the $44 billion. And people are going, oh, it shouldn't even cost that much. Or if it's going to cost that much, that's ridiculous. Here's the thing. you ha- We have a trillionaire, a trillionaire, a trillionaire, which means a thousand billionaires. I mean, a thousand billion dollars, a thousand of them, a thousand billion. 44 is not going to touch the man. It's just not going to touch him. So I don't know why we look at that and go, man, that's a lot of money. Yeah, but it's not a lot of money for him, for Elon Musk. Well, I feel like the contrarian of this conversation, but I have to point of information here. So according to Forbes' most recent list as of uh, today, uh, t- he's worth $223.8 billion. And I can tell you, when he first made the bid to buy Twitter, he actually did have to get outside fi- financing because even if he – uh, he, would have, he would have to liquidate all of his um, equities to actually have the cash to pay for it. So he did have to take um, financing to make it happen. So not quite a trillionaire, but yes, of course, one of the richest people on the planet. So he can do it. I thought he was the only trillionaire. So I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> I thought he was. I got to look that up. Mm. So we got to take a break, Michael, and I'm going to look it up and we'll see what it says. We'll be back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
It is now 1027 here at WCCO. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Mom and Michael Hour right here on WCCO Radio. Of course, Jonathan Lowe is the other voice. He's my producer. And uh, with him and Michael and, he, and, and I joining, it's just been so much fun. I do want to say, Michael, um, to both you and Jonathan that um, among all the millionaires in the world, they collectively have $158.3 trillion, but not one single person comes close to that network net worth and the combined total of all wealth all wealth of the world's 2755 billionaires comes to nearly 14 trillion dollars so wow. you know i i was i seriously they have been saying for the longest that elon musk will be you know the the first trillionaire he's on that path to be the first trillionaire but right now there are no trillionaires on the planet in 2022 i find that remarkable but you said that as if I didn't say that. <laughs> no, no, no. You did say that. No, you. In fact, you and Jonathan both um, said something about that. I'm, I'm just saying from my clarity because I really thought he was a lot closer to that. In fact, I thought he had actually hit the mark, and I was completely mm. wrong. So forgive me. I do, and I want to just highlight that that was a beautiful apology, and you gave an amazing context and facts. But you still didn't say that I was right. Because I know that's you were right. You were right. Oh, she said it. You were so right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did you know that you were right? Apparently, I was. I love yeah, it. Yeah, you know, Great. I can't no, nothing about like it, hearing your mother say, Nothing like hearing your mom say that you're right. Just, you know. Thank you. Thank <laughs> How you. often does that happen? All the time. All the time. I think, you, I think you're right most of the time. But, but What more do you want from me? What more? I'm sorry. What more? Do you want? Nothing more. You are a perfect mother. I need, I need nothing else. <laughs> See, Jonathan. See? <laughs> oh, my God. There's no such thing as a perfect mom. I'm just perfect for you. So, and you're perfect for me. for me. I mean, I have the, the two children that I, I'm really grateful I have. I'm so grateful. And we're grateful you know, for you. It sounds like I, do I, I don't, don't need... It, it sounds like I don't need my lawyer, Jonathan, anymore, so I can... Uh, Dismiss him from oh, the job. There you go. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everything smoothed out. Like, how good. dare you? <laughs> You'll be receiving a bill, sir. You know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So no one's closer to a trillion than Elon Musk, and I must say, I think it's going to be a mess. You know, with him. What was with the sink? Was that a toilet sink or something he brought in? I ignore him generally. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Although I will tell you, you know, speaking of the Forbes list, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you, I could be on that list next year because the Powerball is at a billion (laughs) dollars. So, (laughs) you know, who knows? Somebody tomorrow could make the Forbes list. Uh, Actually, they would not after taxes. But for the sake of this story, Powerball at a a billion dollars, someone could win a billion dollars tomorrow. We'll see what happens. All right, then we got to take a break and do some weather and we'll be right back. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Mom and Michael Hour here on Steel Talking at WCCO Radio. It is now 1039. I'm your host, Geraldine Steele, and we have got to keep this going. My son, Michael, is joining us from California. Welcome back, son. It's always great to have you. Great to be here. Thank you. Okay, so here's the thing. The election is coming up, and I am trying to figure out the ways that I can convince the young people in my life to, to vote. And I'm just curious, what would you say to someone even younger than you, maybe some of your cousins who are in their 20s but not in their 30s yet, and convince them how important it is and that they should vote? So Lord of the Rings, the third film, Return of the King, Mm -hmm. the steward of Gondor, which is the old dude with the big black cloak, uh, when the armies of Mordor first show up at the White Tower, Right. He sees the armies and how huge they are and tens of thousands and freaks out because he's an insane person. (laughs) And he goes to his people who are all standing on the edge of the castle and he goes, fear for your lives, fear for your death. I would say that. (laughs) I would just hire that actor to do the same thing just on TV and then just be like, go vote, paid for by by Michael Battle. That's all. Yeah, but see, the fear is my problem. You know, when you scare people into voting your way, uh, I don't think that's that's uh, worth trying. And it works often. You know, if you if people are scared, they're going to vote for those who are scaring them, right? And they may not be the ones you want that can fix things and move things up and forward. That's my challenge. How do we address that? today because that's a real issue with this coming up election. I mean, the 31st is tomorrow. Halloween is tomorrow. And I can just imagine you've been thinking about, oh, am I going to get involved in Halloween? Am I not? I know you and I have already talked about that. But on my mind today is how do I contact everyone in my contacts, right? And say to them, okay, if you're in the United States, you got to vote. 
You have to vote. And to make sure they know why I keep saying that. I don't know. And, and first of all, I will say, if I, I mean, I was kidding about that guy. But if I did that, I didn't say what to be afraid of. It was just general fear because both sides of the aisle think that the other person is going to ruin the world. So, you know, fear will get everyone out to vote, which, you know, what is better than nothing. But really, to, to the core of your question, I, I don't know. I don't want to say I have given up. Um, I just can no longer wrap my head around not voting. But to your point, there are obviously a lot of people, a lot of young people um, who might not turn out for, for, for this election, as happens in every midterm. There are tons of people who don't uh, vote in a midterm, midterm election. Um, and I, I don't know. No, no one has figured out how to fix that problem in a midterm. And the turnout in, in, in the last general was so enormous. I would hope that some of that would carry forward. But historically, we've seen that that's just not the case. Interest isn't there. Apathy is higher. Um, and, you know, even though terrible things have happened, depending on who you're talking to, I don't know if it is enough to, to, to motivate people to to go out there and vote. But again, I don't understand that anymore. <laughs> I, I, I take my helplessness and, and try to do what I can to feel like it is not as hopeless as it seems. And voting seems like, you know, some sort of uh, way to cling on to that hope. But other people don't feel that way. Yeah, other people don't feel that way. I guess I'm just trying to figure out what is the best angle to try to get those that I just those that I love, you know, to say, hey, I'm going to vote for sure. I know most of the steals, uh, most of my siblings and our children are completely um, on board to do that. But then the generation after that, not necessarily too much. And so I'm I'm just curious um, about how you would do that. Um, I won't stop, though. I won't stop trying. If I have to call everybody, I'm going to call everybody. Whatever I have to do to try to make sure that people know that the midterms are as important as the presidential election. It is. Of course it's they just are. As, but they yeah. always have been. And, and historically, we always see this where one party wins, wins the White House and then the midterms come through. And not every time, but more often than not, uh, one of the houses flips. And then the other party takes control and then there's a big changes. And then, you know, it, it, in the extreme case, a president becomes, you know, a lame duck president, if you will. I mean, obviously not until the election is actually done, but they just lose a lot of their power in the second half uh, and then leading up to the to, to the next big election. But I don't know that there is a way around that flip. It happens almost every single time. And and maybe if, if, if we were less polarized. Right. I could see a, right. that being less of the case. But now we're more divided than ever before. So it seems all the more likely, likely that every time we go through this cycle, it'll be back and forth, back and forth. I hope that it's two steps forward and one back and not two steps backwards and one more backwards like we had in 2016. I yeah. hope that each time we go through this treacherous process that is our, 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 our political primarily two-party system um, that we can move a little bit forward, but I, I'm not sure what to tell you. I, I have a question for both of you, and after after you answer this, we'll, we can go to break, but when it comes to the midterm elections, does there need to be messaging out there that the, that the people that you are voting in for Congress are more important and hold more weight than the president 
does there need to be some sort of messaging campaign to say, okay, the president is the is the leader of the country, but they can't technically make any laws. They can't technically move the needle and elect judges. Um, does there need to be a messaging to sort of take the presidency down a peg below the people in Congress, representatives and especially the senators? No. No, because that wouldn't be true. No. Um, it, it's quite the opposite. The president is the president. The president can do things that uh, all of Congress cannot do. <laughs> so uh, that's still that, that's still the top position, the most powerful position. If anything, I wish could, could get messaged, and I'll make this brief, it would be that the president cannot affect in a material way inflation. That's the head mm. of the Federal Reserve. And just to hammer in that message um, that Jerome Powell is the only person and his team who can actually change inflation. It is not now, nor has it ever been the president. Amen. And, 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 and I guess I guess it's kind of what I'm getting at is that the president has quite a bit of power. I'm, I'm not I'm personally not saying that the president has no power or little power, but. When you're talking about lawmaking, when you're talking about ratifying laws and codifying laws, you have so many other places that you need to look at, whether it's Congress or the Supreme Court or the Federal Reserve, that have to deal with different aspects of our society and and sort of make the make it the final word for how we treat things in society or how we change things in society. And And I don't know whether that's getting across. I really don't think that's getting across in a lot of ways. And I don't disagree, but then pivoting back to what people are seeing on the news cycle, it's uh, Trump can ban Muslims. Trump can build a wall. Uh, Biden can, can cancel student loans. Obama can create health care without Congress. So, and yes, there's endless challenges in the courts to all of those things. But the point is, it's, still the top position and they do have an extreme amount of power even if they can't get congress on their side so there we have it there we have it um so many people ask some of those questions in a way that they couldn't do it as you did it michael but the bottom line is how do we say that in their language <clears throat> and i'm not talking about a foreign language but you know every community has its own language and how do we communicate to those that really may say okay i i'm i'm interested in hearing more but really i don't want to go vote because we what we've found out in the last <clears throat> four well since 2016 is that what we thought democracy was and that it was secure it is not right so i feel as though lies have been poured on all of us and our eyes are not open whether we want them to be or not, or not. So then how do we convince people to say, especially young people, hey, I know things are screwed up. I know this has happened. I know we didn't know that that could happen. I cannot tell you guys how often I say, so, oh, my gosh, how is it that that has happened? I say that all the time to people. I thought that was illegal. I thought these people would be in jail or prison. And that's not what's happening. So that, to me, is one of the biggest problems that we have, and I don't know how we're going to get them out to vote. I, I, I participated in a big event yesterday, and it was wonderful, uh, and I'm just hoping that people really heard 
and they had their hands up and they were clapping and screaming, saying, we're going to go vote. The young people were there. I'm just hoping that they will. There you go. And I, I think that's maybe the answer. Unfortunately, it's when things don't go the way that someone wants on either side of the aisle. Um, especially with young people. And I, I can think back to uh, 2016, Obama said in a stump speech for Hillary, uh, he said, uh, mm-hmm. uh, abortion rights are on the ballot right now. The Supreme Court's on the ballot right now. Go vote because you're voting for those things. People didn't listen, and look what happened. Um, and then with young people, of course, you know, you have people who support gun rights, but then all the school shootings keep happening. And so it's really hard to 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 deal to adjudicate that belief with the violence happening in your schools and not feeling safe. So unfortunately, the the hard truth, the hard reality is, if you don't go vote, your rights get taken away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my right to marry uh, yep. my partner across the country might be t- might be taken next. That's a harsh reality of people not voting. More of that happening might hopefully get them uh, to actually vote for what they want. So true. And, and I wish we had more time, but we got to take a break and we'll be back in a moment. It is now 1057 here at WCCO as we wrap it up tonight. This is the Mom and Michael Hour, my son joining us. Um, here we are looking at the future, looking at what the future could be. And I'm not quite sure of what that's going to look at, look like. And so, Michael, I'm just curious to know, are you excited about voting? Uh, yeah, I'm excited to, to participate. I'm, I'm excited about uh, Karen Bass's campaign here in, in Los Angeles. And I'm excited to see what comes next, because if we aren't moving forward, what's the point? Exactly. So here we are. We know that we have to make this work. We know we have to do what we're supposed to do. Is it enough? I don't know, because we're starting. It seems like it's starting to crumble a bit. And I do want to apologize to all of you listening tonight. We hardly ever go in this route and talk about politics and things like that. We want to make sure that you sleep well. We want to leave you with something very positive. So forgive us for that. And I know, Jonathan, with you sticking and staying with us on Sunday nights, uh, you too have a lot on your mind and on your heart about what it means to be um, a United States, um, a part of the United States. States. And it's not easy to think about it because I'm not quite sure about it. So I want to leave a thought um, for everyone. It says, and this is from Thought of the Week or Thought for the Week, and it's by Reignite the Soul. And it says, we can only be said to be alive in those moments when our hearts are conscious of our treasures. Okay, that's by Thornton Wilder. How about this? Life is the greatest gift you have, you have been given. And in return for all that offers, that it offers, life asks for your time, your talent, enthusiasm, energy, and your passion. It asks that you make the most of every minute. So today, turn off your autopilot and be fully present in each moment. Focus on the treasures you have moment to moment instead of what is missing in your life. May you find your life filled with every good thing. May you find yourself every moment of every day living a life that you love. Good night, everyone, and thank you for sticking and staying with us here at WCCO. Good night, son. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.